friends, welcome to another episode of my podcast. In this week's episode, we are continuing the series we started last time on strategic positioning. In part one of that series, we looked at Luke chapter 19 from verse 1 to 9, where we learned from Zacchaeus, lessons from Zacchaeus. You know, we spoke on how, you know, strategic the sycamore tree, the action that Zacchaeus took, and, and a lot more. If you missed part one, I want to encourage you to kindly go listen to part one. Today we are building on uh, our knowledge base on this subject of uh, strategic positioning. And while I was, you know, taking thoughts about, you know, how we'll proceed from what we did the last time, you know, I felt the Holy Spirit leading us to, you know, the issues around the cult that was tied. And we're going to be, you know, picking lessons from the triumphant entry. Okay, so let me start by saying that we are not really considering the triumphant entry as it were in its fullness. We're just, we're going to pick a few lessons along the line, okay? So in the book of Mark chapter 11, we're going to read Mark chapter 11. That's our focus scripture for today's um, episode. So again, strategic positioning, this is part two. And in part two, we're looking at lessons from the triumphant entry. But as a way, we're not looking at triumphant entry in its fullness. All right, we just want to consider the process or a few things along the line. Mark chapter 11. I'm going to read a couple of scriptures. The Bible says, as Jesus and his disciples, I'm reading from the New Living Translation. As Jesus and his disciples approached Jerusalem, they came to the towns of Bethphage and Bethany on the Mount of Olives. Jesus sent two of them on ahead. Verse 2, go into the village over there, he told them. As soon as you enter it, you will see a young donkey tied. Some other translation uses the word colt, C-O-L-T. A colt is a young donkey, all right? So, a young donkey tied, tied there that no one has ever ridden. Another translation uses the fact that no one ever sat upon. I mean, KJV says that, Go your way into the village over against you, and as soon as you be entered into it, you shall find a coat tied, whereon never man sat. Lose him and bring him. The Lord gave, you know, an, an express information, gave an express instruction. You will find a coat no man has ever sat upon the coat. It's still fresh as ever. If anyone asks, what are you doing? Say, just say, the Lord needs it and we return it soon. Verse 4, the two disciples left and found the coat standing in the street. They found the coat standing in the street tied outside the front door. And verse 5, sorry, as they were untying it, some bystanders demanded, what are you doing? Untying the coats? They said they said what Jesus had told had told them to say, and they were permitted to take it. Verse seven. Then they brought the coat to Jesus and threw their garment over it, and he sat on it. Hallelujah. Amen. There's a lot to learn from these verses. There's a lot to say, but I'm trusting that the Holy Spirit will guide our hearts and guide our thoughts, and you know, expressly teach us what He wants us to know. So a few things to talk about around this scripture. We saw Christ gave an instruction to two of his disciples. A colt was tied, a young donkey. No man has sat upon it. Jesus gave them that instruction, lose him and bring him. 
Now, I want to start by saying that God doesn't waste a man's time. Mm. Many times we think that, see, I'm, I've been serving God now for X number of years. If God won't do it, why, did, why is he wasting my time? Come on, listen to me clearly. God never wastes a man's time. If Christ gave them such instruction, right? That means that, see, precision is such an important phenomenon in Christianity. Precision is such an important aspect of God. Precision is such an important quality of God. Precision matters in all aspects of life. Precision does what it matters. In verse 2, he told them, Go into the village. You will find a coat that was tied. Nobody untied. Verse 4, they got there. And exactly as God spoke, they found the coat. Precision. Precision is one of those qualities that makes God God. Precision is one of those things that, uh, that makes God sovereign. Because once he speaks, he does. <laughs> Hallelujah. Once he speaks, he does. Once he commands, he brings it to pass. Once he leads, he makes it happen. And the God that they were untying it. The Bible says some bystanders demanded... Some certain people came and said, some certain people that were standing by came and said, why are you doing that? Mm. The first thing I want us to know is that this coat or this young donkey was strategically positioned where Christ has spoken about. See, there will always be bystanders. There will always be people that question your beliefs. There will always be people that questions your faith. There will always be situations that questions how much of a connectedness you have to God. There will always be issues of life that questions how much of you how much of that divine understanding you have about what God has spoken. There will always be issues that begs and asks questions around those instructions that God gives you. Remember, precision is such an important phenomenon. If you go to the book of Psalms chapter 139, I'm going to read to us Psalms 139 verse 16. Such an, I love that scripture so much. Now, it says, Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me we are written in your book all the days ordained for me we are written in your book that's the first part of that scriptures he said before one of them came to be that's psalm 139 verse 16 see it is true that our life has been written in the book of god it is true that god has ordained our days it is true that all our days has been written in the book of God. But the big question I felt the Holy Spirit is asking us as we look at this episode is that Are you where God wants you to be? 
am I where God wants me to be? I felt this is the big question. I felt this is the big take home from today's episode. The quote was right exactly where Christ has spoken about. See, it is a different thing for our days to be ordained by in the book of God. And it's another different thing to be where God wants us to be for that for those words that has been ordained to come to pass. So the big question is, are you in a relationship where God wants you to be? The big question is, are you, in, are, you, are you engaging in a business that God wants you to engage in? Are you in a career where God wants you to be? Are you in a location where God wants you to be? These are big questions. This is a question I cannot answer for you. It's a question you cannot answer for me. Are you where God wants you to be? Or are you being moved or swayed by the tides of this world? You've got to have that understanding. You've got to have that precision from God or perhaps from His Word. Are you in a relationship that God has ordained for you? Hmm. Let me say that. If now we saw at the end of the day, if you look at that Mark chapter 11, if you go downwards, you see that uh, uh, this was, a, of course, this was a triumphant. This scripture talked about the triumphant entry of Christ into Jerusalem. And uh, they brought the coats to Christ and then he sat upon it and then he moved into Jerusalem. This was just God, you know, this was Christ, you know, going into Jerusalem as a king. You know, this was Christ, you know, proclaiming himself as the Messiah that he was, right? Now, if animals got honors, if animals receive honors, I mean, if you give, you know, there are certain countries that can, you know, that gives, you know, animals, dogs, you know, um, national honors, you know, for the intelligence or for how helpful those animals are, which is okay. Now, if if animals, I mean, receive honors, perhaps that court would have received a national honor for being a major part of the triumphant entry of Christ into Jerusalem. It started how the coat was tied. It was there. Exactly where Christ wanted it to be. Exactly where it was located, where Christ gave instruction to be found. Exactly where, you know, uh, exactly where Christ has told the disciples they were going to find it. It was there. It was tied. You know, sometimes we, sometimes certain people think that, hey, God, why are you just tying me to yourself? Lose me, let me go. <laughs> Listen to me, it is better to be in Christ. Listen to me, it is better to be tied to God. Listen to me, it is better to be glued to God rather than let the affairs of this world lead us. Rather than, you know, uh, being loose to the dictates to the doctrines of this world. So we saw how a major part that the cult of the young donkey, uh, you know, fulfilled in the triumphant entry to, of Christ into Jerusalem. I want to say something strategic at this point. Never journey in a path of destiny by assumptions. Never say, hey, I'm in this relationship because... I feel like that's where I should be and no other place. It's not a function of 
that is a function of am I where God wants me to be? Well, I'm doing this business business because I like to buy and sell. It's beyond a mere like to buy and sell. So these are things. I mean, right now, you know, you could be asking yourself the question of, okay, it's a good question. Am I really where God wants me to be? I mean, the answers to this question are not just on the mere surface. You and I have got to dig it out in prayers. You and I have got to dig it out in prayers. So we've got to be strategically positioned so that we can enjoy the benefits of God, so that we can enjoy the blessedness of God. We've got to be strategically positioned. See, when we are that, when when we are at the strategic location where God wants for us, we have divine allocations where we are when we are positioned exactly and precisely. Where God wants us to be, man, <laughs> our journey, there's an extraordinary speed will come upon it. Extraordinary speed. See, precision matters. When there's precision, there is hope. Some some persons are like, hey, I'm sure I'm in what God wants me to be and where God wants me to be, but why are things not working? Listen to me. And there is precision, there is hope. <laughs> See, it is a different thing not to be where God wants you to be. If you're not where God wants you to be, you want to redirect. If you're where God wants to be, man, just hang in there. And there is precision, there is hope. So, never engage your journey to destiny fulfillment on the basis of assumption. Never engage your destiny to marry that bliss on the, on, on the pedestal, pedestal of assumption. You've got to dig out destiny in prayers. You've got to dig out the matters of destiny in prayers. And that's the take home from, from, from today's episode. You know, the Holy Spirit asking us a question. Or perhaps the big question is, am I where God wants me to be? Am I in a relationship where God wants me to be? Am I in a business where God wants me to be? Am I in a career path where God wants me to be? I said that it's a different thing to say, oh, my days have been ordained in the book of God. It's another different thing to be located at the center of the will of God. Are you located at the center of the will of God? Regardless of what your situation is, if you are not where God wants you to be, there is hope you can redirect. And that's why God is bringing you this word. If you are where God wants to be, that's fine. Congratulations. There is precision. There is hope. There is hope. Light is coming your way. Thank you for listening to this episode. Next week, we'll still continue this series on strategic positioning. Believe and trust the Holy Spirit to lead us in the way we should go. God bless you. Kindly share this uh, episode with friends and family. Thank you so much. God bless you. Have a restful weekend. Amen. Amen.